Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Good afternoon or evening. Back here, Leister, your host for Casual Talk Radio. And a little bit of, it's not pain, it's really discomfort. Because my, if you didn't know, I gave an update on a previous episode. If you knew, by the way, welcome. But I talked about shingles, which I'm still in recovery on. Shingles doesn't go away quick. Shingles has multiple things that will hit you, and they'll hit you in order. So the first is bizarre pain. And it's pain unlike anything you'll ever experience, I think. Later, though, that pain goes away. And I'm medicated. I have my prescription. But you'll feel things like the chills. You'll feel things like sensitive skin, really sensitive skin. Some people can't even wear because it usually hits your abdominal area or your upper body. On mine, it's my upper torso on the right. Arm, chest, back. And hypersensitive. I'm wearing a very baggy T-shirt and it's very uncomfortable. Obviously, I can't run around not wearing a shirt because I do video for work. So this is, a, this is the discomfort I describe is my arm on my right side. I still don't have full range of motion, mostly because of this sensitive feeling. Everything just feels sensitive. My arm is still recovering from all of the different uh, visual things, the, you know, the blisters that have died off. Those are gone. Now I've got a bunch of scars and scabs. It looks like a battlefield. It's certainly better than it used to look, but not fully recovered. So separately then from this, as I'm doing that, I gave the story before that I don't have cable. I don't have TV cable. I have TVs, but I don't have cable. I refuse. I don't stream. I don't do any of this stuff. And you're like, how can you survive like this? This is the nature of my episode here today because there was a study that was released and it perfectly explains my situation. And I have a call to action for those listening. This comes from, it's actually Fortune magazine where I quote this, but the original study comes from the Knight Foundation. I do encourage you to check out the Knight Foundation study. It's called American Views 2022 Trust Media and Democracy. And I think it's a good read because it puts things in light that you probably already know. But the Fortune magazine, I think, does a great job of summarizing what's going on so it's a little bit simpler to understand. So I'm going to quote certain segments and I'm going to talk about it, give my shared thoughts. Quote, Trust in media is so low that half of Americans now believe that news organizations deliberately mislead them. Now, I'm a bit disappointed to hear this now, because if you had been paying attention in 2020, you should already have felt that way. You should already have felt that there was a direct intent to mislead Americans. I'm not even talking any one specific thing. If you notice the pattern, and I think the flaw, and I'll get to this in a second, is the means by which you consume news. People consume news from the TV, people consume news from online, and to a lesser degree, people still consume news from the newspapers. It actually used to be the inverse. It used to be that the newspaper was your go-to, and then the TV would come second, online a distant third. You know, you go to AOL and it has some news article in the front. It was not your go-to, because the newspaper was kind of your go-to. 
TV started to take that over a little bit because it's it's delivered to you. It's kind of up to the moment, breaking news, uh, updates from the president, and so on. In my opinion, I feel like newspaper has always been the best source for getting true news because the newspaper, as printed, by and large, does not add bias and lean into the direct messaging. It'll just give data as it sees it, and then you can you don't feel like I think this is that the, the do to do that you hear from the news outlets on the TV. When you get to online, though, here's what people may not know. And for some background, I am technology. It's what I do for a living. It's how I'm certified. It's how I'm educated. So this is coming from experience. It's not made up. You, are, you can search it yourself. Everything online is designed to cater information to you based on patterns of what you've already looked at. So this goes to your shopping. This goes to your news. This goes to your browsing. Anything that you've shown any passive interest in, information is then captured behind the scenes, not to your own knowledge. And it is used on other sites, completely unrelated, to then push that information to you because they think that's what you want. So if you're on Facebook, for example, it's most notorious. The cookie, quote unquote, is captured as you're scrolling that deal. They're capturing what you're looking at. They're capturing what you spend a lot of time on. They're capturing what you search about. If you go to google.com, they're capturing what you search about. They're capturing the kinds of things you click on. If you're on Twitter, they capture what you spend time looking at, the tweets you spend time interacting with. They capture this information and they sell it to these different sites. Those sites say, oh, okay, well, you're interested in Joe Biden? All right, we'll feed you a bunch of stuff that leans towards Joe Biden. Now, the lean is the important part. It is designed to convince you that Joe Biden must be God and walk on water and does no wrong, as in they will hide and purposely suppress any information that negates any negative opinion about Joe Biden because you've spent so much time searching Joe Biden, they assume you are a Joe Biden supporter. Thus, you're not getting both sides of the equation. You're not getting the goods and the bads. You're not getting where he tumbled downstairs. You're not getting the Hunter Biden laptop stuff. You're not getting the potential that he might be a sex offender with his own daughter. You're not getting all this other information that has been factually proven. It is suppressed from you. Instead, you're getting the, well, he's a nice old, kindly old man. And, you know, he's, he's trying to help Americans and the student loan stuff. He's doing everything he can to help you. And he's being blockaded by Republicans because they assume that's what you want to hear. Psychologically, then, as you get fed more information that is that is steering you a certain direction. This is the bias that they're talking about that people apparently are just now waking up to, which is that what you're being fed as quote news is not really news. It's designed to mislead you, misinform you or persuade you to adopt a particular point of view by how it's reported. You're not getting both sides of the picture. That's causing you to then lean a certain way. This has been a pattern though, since 2020 and even before this, but certainly 2020 was the worst of it. So I'm glad this came out now and disappointed it took so long because this has always been happening. To continue here, quote, asked whether people agreed with the statement that national news organizations do not intend to mislead, 50% said they disagreed, only 25% agreed, as in, now this is a, in the negative statement, but basically what it's saying is, do you agree with the statement that these outlets are, they're, they're, they got the best of intentions? 50% said no, I think they're lying or misleading to be important quote 
52% disagreed with a statement that disseminators of national news, quote, care about the best interests of their readers, viewers, and listeners. So in this case, they don't believe that the national news outlets care about the readers, care about the viewers, care about the listeners, obviously. But here's the thing. They talked about information overload, all the different sources of information. Quote, 61% of Americans believe information overload makes it harder to stay informed. Obviously it does. Do you know why? Because when there's information overload, it's hard to focus on the information that is most pertinent and relevant. Now here's the flip and where I want to go with this. And I do encourage you to check out the full study so you can see what other people are saying. Quote, in a picture of how people get their news, 58% said online, 31% said television, 7% said radio, and 3% mentioned printed newspapers or magazines. For members of Gen Z 18 to 25, 88% said they got their news online. This should concern people for multiple reasons. But let me talk real quick about the whole Gen Z because later in that same study, Gen Z was one of the top that said they really cannot trust the news. So let's put this together because it's a direct line drawn. If these people are, this population is getting the vast majority of their news from online sources, yet that same population finds they can't trust that online source, you question why they continue consuming it in that method. And it's because of their age. They were never trained to distrust. They were trained to just go find and figure it out. Now, coming back to the different sources of news, again, it used to be flipped around. It used to be that the printed newspaper was a very trusted source of information. Most commonly, local newspaper printers. Local newspapers have largely shut down because they can't afford to stay in business and they've been muscled out by the big players, the Wall Street Journals of the world. Wall Street Journal has its own bias. Remember, if you're of my age, you remember a time when the local newspaper would do things like cover what's happening in the local, you know, neighborhoods and this person about to, about to have a kid and this guy's about to buy a farm or something else. You knew what was going on in the local area, but you also knew what was relevant and pertinent at a national level. You knew, okay, the president's going to be in town. He's going to do this motorcade, something or other. You knew about churches. You knew about businesses. You knew business owners by name. You knew what was going on around you. And the focus was to inform you. It was never to really persuade you except for when, we were dealing with a true cause, you know, like the, the World War II, right, and, and civil wars and those types of things where there was an intent to try to convince people, you know, I want you hiring you drafts. There were those, but they were like an ad inside the paper. It was a targeted, this is what we want to inform you or tell you. In certain smaller local newspaper situations, if like for the, for the, the Native Americans, if they felt like their needs weren't being met, by the other local newspapers, they would spin up their own paper that catered to their local tribe. You did have some of those. You never had a situation where there was just a, a concerted effort to suppress information that put a negative light on one candidate versus another, that kind of stuff. Not to the degree that we see today. Certainly, there's always the campaigning and there's always the ads and everything else, but we've seen it to an nth degree. So my point and my takeaway and my frustration circles around if we know that people have gravitated away towards newspapers, what does that do? It allows those different outlets via the online mediums that they knew they were doing because it's all together. The force away from regular phones to smartphones, the force away from non-smart TVs to smart TVs, the push away from regular rental stores to a Netflix type thing, and the increase in the number of ads that you get as a result. 
the push towards streaming media instead of cable, the push away from cable phones and voice over IP, which basically allows them to put ads on you. All of these different mediums working together, the smart cars and everything working together to push information to you that forces you to adopt a certain mental state. It forces you to believe and accept something to be the truth. You're being influenced by what they've done, just not technology, but also the media sources working together. That's why people don't trust it because now, just now, they're realizing they're being influenced by these sources. The sad part is that the vast majority don't understand that the very technology in your hand plays a part in how they were able to make those inroads. There should have been a rejection of this amount of technology. And this is what I said, me working technology and I refused to have a smartphone and I refused to be forced to do text messages. I just dealt with a situation where they were trying to force me to use a debit card. I understand the game. They're doing that because they're trying to force you into a groove that takes away your choice. People could call me tinfoil, but the study speaks for itself. You got to ask yourself, why is it that when we have an increase in access to news, there's a decrease in trust in said news? It's because it all worked together. They did that on purpose. What we should have done is continue to embrace the local newspaper, continue to promote the local newspaper and support the local newspaper and simply use television and other forms of news media consumption as a byproduct, not the default. What we shouldn't have are the young folks, and even now I see 30 and 40 some odd year olds that flip through their phones just to have something to do to pass time. When you're sitting at dinner or something else, this is the reality people are not getting that the device you're holding is playing a part in why you distrust media. And until you start rejecting this, you're gonna be stuck distrusting it. Now, if you're fine with that because you simply can't let go of your phone, that's on you. This person right here, Leister here at casualtalkradio.net, will continue to resist it because I like to have news that I can confidently trust because it's not trying to convince me to follow a certain pattern of belief. It's allowing me to see both sides of an equation and make my own decision. And you're gonna find out once we get to 2024, if people continue to consume news they openly distrust, we're gonna be in for a very problematic next four years because we need people to wake up even further than this. This is progress, but we need to go a step further. We need you to question everything that you're told that is telling you that everything's rosy on one side of the aisle. I'm not even picking one aisle or the other. I'm saying if they're telling you that everything's cool on one side of the aisle, you have to question it. You have to criticize it. You have to proactively say, this doesn't sound right to me. There's got to, everybody's got flaws. Everything has a problem. So let's find the issues and use that to compare and then decide for yourself which side you're on. Make your own choices. I'm, if you heard me, I didn't tell you which way to go. I am saying that device that's in your hand and the device that's in your home, if you have cables still, are all being used to influence you to a certain train of thought. And I hope that you will really stop and think about how you consume these things. Consider picking up a local newspaper if you can still find one and just read it and make a comparison to the kind of news you've been fed. You will see what I'm saying to be the truth. And then come back, give me my credit, casualtalkradio.net slash contact about what you found. And let's see where we go from there. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted or you can add it to your platform of choice. 
For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.